When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? Well, Tom, I'll tell you why later, but I am feeling wistful and yearning. Ooh, I'm I'm very excited (laughs) to hear the reasoning behind that. Um... Before we get into today's episode, which I'm very excited about, I want to give a shout out to my sister uh, Barbie's Etsy shop, where uh, she's she's selling some macrame stuff. It's a uh, very cool stuff. It's called Starlight Craft Studio. Starlight is S T A R L I T E, and there is a coupon a coupon code for our listeners twenty percent off through December thirty first, and that is S B Y B twenty. Get on there, people. It's it's the holidays. You got to get your little gifts. Black Friday's over. You missed it, you dumb fuck. <laughs> oh, you snoozed and you lost. But now there is a, you're getting a second chance um, <laughs> through Starlight Craft Studios. Cyber Monday's over too, bitch. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Starlight Craft Studio, 20% off SBYB20. And uh, hey, while you're at it, speaking of the holidays, get on the goddamn uh, Patreon. Mm-hmm. Get on that Patreon. It's $3 a month. And uh, you can give it as a gift, I think. I don't know if that's true, but probably. <laughs> and uh, you get 10%. I, I think you get 10% off if you do the whole year. Yeah. It's less than $3 a, a, a week. Or a month. A month, Certainly in fact. Certainly less than $3 a week. It's, it's, it's quarters per week. Yes. It's nothing. Uh, it's less than... you. <laughs> You, you, what are you using your quarters for? Are you buying little candy out of those dispensers at the at the uh, laundromat? Yeah, you getting stop. three Skittles? No more laundry. No, <laughs> stop doing your laundry. Smell like shit. Laugh you, all day. You look like shit. You might as well smell like shit. You piece of shit. <laughs> this is we're fi- we finally got into the negging portion of yes. trying to get people to subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon. <laughs> no, but uh, the upcoming on the Patreon. So the spot up the Spotify wrap ups. Uh, for the year have mm-hmm. come out. We want to talk about those. We're going to do that on the Patreon. We will get into something of that in a second. Yes. But also, uh, I want to give a shout out to um, this person who has been. Th- we got we got a little write up, which I only found out oh, about yeah. because uh, somebody, <laughs> Louis J. Gomez. Uh, apparently started like a faux smear campaign against me mm. because, which is always fun uh, when, <laughs> when his followers get involved with you. But I started getting these <laughs> messages. You know, I started getting these uh, messages from people that were like, "Lewis is coming after you," and I was like, "Okay, what could this be about?" And uh, I they tagged Katie Boyle too, and it turns out there's this list of like the best comedy podcasts uh-huh. and. I don't know how he found it even because it's like a random ass blog <laughs> and 
number one on the list is uh, Whitney Cummings' podcast. Number two is my stand-up podcast that I did with Comedy Central that I have not recorded in a year. <laughs> and number three was Lewis's podcast, and he was like, that piece of shit <laughs> is number two. I want to get his spot, and uh, the only way I can do it is to dox him. <laughs> so <laughs> I was curious, though. I was like, what is this list? And so I went to look it up, and while and I thought it was for Stand By Your Band, and it was not. But on the way, I stumbled upon another list, uh, which is this this uh, person who runs a website called EliteTravelBlog.com, uh, which is where you get all your news, of course. <laughs> uh, and they listed us on their uh, 22 best comedy podcasts, and uh, they it was very nice. Uh, they wrote, uh, the funniest music podcast, love a band people uh, love a band people love to make fun of, show me someone who doesn't, and I'll show you a liar. And then they give a nice little uh, rundown of uh, of what the show is. No one's safe. Uh, some of the episodes I frequently re-listen to include All American Rejects, Fifty Cent, and Good Charlotte. Yeah. And uh, they also made a a uh, worst rated bands list. They kept track using of the it, numbers, yes. using the numbers, uh, using uh, who we've ranked, and so. I think we should. We're going to do a Patreon where we go over that top ten worst bands and their scores and see if uh, see if we feel like we were fair. See, and just have a nice time reminiscing yeah. over over those. So it's that time of year, get on the Patreon to hear those. And thank you to uh, EliteTravelBlog dot com. Um, and with that. Let's get into this. Episode. Let's let's introduce our guest. Yes. Steven Rogers is here. How are you, Steve? I'm, I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you. Good to you, see you. you. Came in bringing a bringing me a coffee. You're a yeah. good man. Thank you. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't know if I was supposed to laugh in the beginning. Oh, so I was up, baby. <laughs> I was holding so much back. <laughs> Tommy was holding a gun. <laughs> laugh one more time, motherfucker. Yeah, hey, love gun. Uh, <laughs> talking about kids. There we go. There we oh, go. Man. Now, did you get a chance, Stephen, to pull up your Spotify wrapped while we I were uh, talking? I okay. Did. Do you know what your number one uh, band? Yeah, is? we can. Get we're going to reveal yours. ours on the Patreon, yeah, buddy. Yeah. You can say yours. We're doing top. I got top songs and an artist revealed. I didn't get another thing. Oh, your your aura is before that. It's kind of confusing. Oh, okay, um, I don't have an aura. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I don't know where it is. I've got that's the only thing is I've got showing. Let's see here. Okay, so what you got to go to is Oh yeah, they wait. do a whole to do. So yeah. Spotify's turned uh harvesting your data into a fun little yeah. game. Yep. Yep. See how you listened in 2021. You have to like click this weird. So I had to go to um wait your 2021 in review, and I click that, and then you click see how you listened in 2021, and then it's a whole fucking thing. Well, I I, I don't see it. They're they're taking my money and showing me no data. That's bullshit. Um, like, like my top podcast is a uh, band explained. Sure, um, of course it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And I'm glad that they're getting all the money, and uh, and it's such a good name for a podcast too. That's what I like about it the most. All money, no funny. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I wanted to bring this up, besides the fact that we're doing the Patreons, they did this. They try and add a new wrinkle every year, and this year the new wrinkle they had was uh, your audio aura, which mm-hmm. is a very stupid idea. <laughs> and. Um, Basically, they paid someone a lot of money that, mm-hmm. that they don't give to artists, to yep. like some <laughs> therapist or something, to make an algorithm where it says like what type of songs you make. It makes your aura, and they give you a color. Yeah. And mine, uh, I'll show you guys, is a mixture of 
blue and pink. It looks sort of like a gender reveal explosion. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we might have the same one. Yeah, no, right? I don't think we do. I don't think we do because I think you shared yours earlier. With I, me. I do have to point out, and I know there's a reason for it, but Tom's top I podcast know. is the Joe Rogan Experience. <laughs> yeah, and it was like this artist, this podcast has been living rent free. <laughs> and it's like I, it's, I was looking at it with Antonia, and she was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "I literally I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify, but I listen to Chappelle <laughs> and uh, and uh, Kanye on, I, and not even the full episode. I was just curious what they sounded like on." Rogan and now it's like you can't you can't stop listening to this <laughs> you love it you sick little fuck um, yeah but so it's, uh, it gives you your music moods and it mm-hmm. said that my top music moods are wistful and yearning mm-hmm. and wow. it made me so angry <laughs> to yep. see that I was just like fuck you don't tell me I'm yearning yeah. <laughs> you're gonna love this uh, Tommy because uh, mine's pulling up right now and uh, you're gonna see that pink and that is also yearning, oh, yearning. Yeah, I'm yearning what it's, songs make you guys I have uh, a feeling yearners. it's I have a feeling it's the Japanese breakfast and yes. like the the like the young women that we listen to <laughs> may, <laughs> make it seem that we're yearning what I don't understand is yearning and patient I don't know where patient comes from Songs with long intros. I think, it's, it's, I think it's when I'm listening to hospital music. I'm a patient. Well, I've been listening to that Tom Petty song, Yearning to Fly. Mm-hmm. And that really might be a big factor in this. But it just made me think today. I had one of those moments of like, I want to be the Unabomber and reject technology. and mm-hmm. um, Because yeah. I don't need some app to tell me I'm yearning. No. <laughs> I used to no. just listen to a damn CD and mm-hmm. no one, it wouldn't tell me anything about myself. If you listen to it backwards, it would be like, you are yearning. <laughs> <laughs> you are patient. <laughs> but Steve, I'm interested because I've known you for a few years now, but yeah. I've never known anything about what type of music you listen to i don't feel like you talk about music too much maybe i'm uh i don't talk about it much because uh i i'm like an old soul with music Mm -hmm. and i'm uh i don't want people uh hurting my feelings (laughs) (laughs) like i there i don't listen to anything current i'm getting better at it spotify has helped with that i'm glad they returned by giving me my uh you know my mood uh thing my aura <laughs> no aura but anyways uh i uh, yeah i just don't mention it because I, I listen to like all the bands i sent you were like 60s 70s mm-hmm. 80s people yes so i no everyone i talk to about music is old right uh, no I, one my age i do appreciate you saying you have an old soul because tommy talks to a lot of girls who have old souls <laughs> and you don't even have to be 18 to have an old soul he says <laughs> out of a rhyming phrase that would get me in trouble so I will yeah, not say yeah. it but you can guess yeah. and, uh, now we know why yearnings on your aura <laughs> but so patient you, should be on your aura <laughs> so you're a big classic rock radio guy I'm assuming is that what you were when you were in high school and stuff you yeah, to when, yeah growing up I would. my dad would just have classic rock radio on so that's all I heard, okay. and I was yes, like, "Oh, yes, yes. I, so I just ended up lo- loving all that stuff." I think I just uh, Stockholm syndrome with <laughs> all these bands, but yeah. So that's just always been my my type. Like I've seen Kiss three times live. Ooh. I've seen like The Stones. I've seen uh, Rush. I've seen all these. Oh people. Yeah, yeah, a I big concert that. guy. 
I saw Stone's obstructed view, and uh, I was too young to know what that meant when I bought the tickets. <laughs> and uh, the view was certainly obstructed. <laughs> I, thought that was the name of the, I thought it was the name of the tour. <laughs> I did too. I was like, that sounds like a bad tour. Never buy an obstructed view ticket to no, something. Even no. when you're in front row, you still can't see him. <laughs> Actually, I went to a Colts game where we had kind of an obstructed view, yeah. but it's like, I don't think it said that on the ticket. I think my, oh, uh, yeah. I think we just got fucked. <laughs> 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 the obstructed view tour. We're going to put up barriers all over. <laughs> Over this stadium. <laughs> well, this is great because you've seen Kiss three times. We're talking about Kiss today, and most yeah. of our guests have never seen a concert of the person they're talking oh, about. Oh, wow. You've um, seen Kiss three times, and I've kissed three times. <laughs> <laughs> three more than Drew Barrymore in that movie. <laughs> that's huh? right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. Yeah, that, it'll it'll be exciting to hear some uh, personal experience. Have you seen them every time with the makeup on? Yes. Okay, because I know they went through a phase, but I think that was maybe before your time. Uh, yeah, it was before <laughs> my time, and uh, apparently everyone hated yeah. when they went without makeup. Uh-huh. And I and there's like an album cover where they don't have makeup, and yeah. I get it. Yeah, that's what one of the reviews is like, now we see why people want them to be wearing the makeup, like go back to it. But and it was like a 10-year period. Yeah, they've swapped out two members. Yeah. Uh, the drummer at least multiple times, mm-hmm. uh, and you don't even think about it because they're in the makeup, right? Like the Blue Man, yes, group. yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stanley yeah, yeah. and Simmons have stayed like uh, persistent. It yes. seems like, although they don't even really get along. I think now, um, yeah, I never know. Simmons, I I will say, I figured this. I found this out right before you got here because I haven't really paid a lot of attention to these people. I guess. Right, mm-hmm. but uh, Gene Simmons like, seems like a huge piece of shit. <laughs> He's a monster of a guy, yeah. from what I'm understanding. A lot of the reason that uh, the um, the two two of the founding members were booted is that they were, according to Simmons, uh, drunks and losers. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find this uh, this actual quote. Because... Look, I know you wrote Beth, but uh, <laughs> you're a big dork. <laughs> he talks like Trump. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, this made me think of, there's a famous tweet of his that gets retweeted like a few times a year. Oh, I don't know this. It's, it's, it's just a picture of a bowl of soup. It looks like it's like Campbell's Chicken Doodle. Yeah. And it just says pathetic dot 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 I hate soup. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny that is, to tweet. That. that is amazing. That's when he kicked that the shit out of the very, band. That is a very Trump tweet. Pathetic. That is so funny. Look, I hate soup. Sad. That is so funny. Yeah, okay, so he was it says he was so uh despite his party boy boy behavior, Simmons allegedly does not drink. Uh mm. despite the hardcore partying persona he puts forward. Gene Simmons has remained a lifelong teetotaler. Uh, Simmons claims that he avoided that both alcohol. Worse than it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he claims that he avoided both alcohol and drugs for his mother, uh, who is a survivor of a World War II concentration camp. Oh my God! Simmons says he had uh, no right to harm his mother. Life did that enough. But he was outspoken about people who do drink. However, he was openly critical of his bandmates who drank, reportedly calling Peter, Chris, and Ace Freely the two members of Kiss that left the band in '82. Drunks and losers. Um, this attitude is in line with Simmons' public personality. Uh, he has not only insulted people suffering from substance abuse, but has also uh, also purportedly told individuals with depression to kill themselves. Oh my and, god! Uh, wanted uh, immigrants to learn English. Um, yep. What? Uh, yeah, I read the article so about that this. That part doesn't really connect with the 
origin story. No, yeah. no, no. But he uses that. But that's the thing. He uses that again about the depressed thing. He's like, uh, the world is a harsh place. He goes, uh, drug addicts and alcoholics are always, the world is a harsh place. My mother my mother was in a concentration camp. I don't want to hear fuck all about the world is a harsh place. She gets up every day, smells the roses, and loves life. And for a putz 20-year-old kid to say, wow. I'm depressed. I live in Seattle. Fuck you, then. <laughs> Kill yourself. Was he, t- wait, was he talking Kirk about Cobain, Kurt Cobain? Right? I think he must have been talking about Kurt Cobain. Oh, my God. Then he says, I never understand because I always call them off their bluff. I'm the guy who says jump when there's a guy on the oh top of a God. building wow. who says, that's it, I can't take it anymore. Says the guy that has wings put in his costume. <laughs> it's so insane. Yeah, he, uh... The guy that says jump. <laughs> you must be the other guy. <laughs> You must be the guy who was hired by uh, the government to talk someone off a ledge as uh, society would that's, deem the right thing to do. That's weird that he's less of a monster when he's dressed as a monster yep. on stage. That's awful. <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't know any of this about him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also in this uh, in this thing... Um, it says that he uh, continues his asshole tour because <laughs> earlier that like month he had uh, come to the defense of Donald Sterling and Mel Gibson, oh, no. who My he felt uh, the media infringed on their uh, privacy <laughs> during their racist rants. <laughs> and he said that uh, everyone should try to be nice to rich people like himself in return for all the jobs he's created, oh. uh, like the manufacturing industry dedicated to churning out stuff with his face on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, tell us about how he's a good guy, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just came on to defend uh, Gene Simmons. So, I'm gl- my God, this is horrific. Yeah, there was some fun stuff in these articles, though. Too, I like. Uh, this- Have you seen the thing where he's like secretly bald? No. Uh, no, but I would like to. I, that's very so. I mean, that his hair does look fake. Yeah, th- but like I remember seeing a picture of him like going through a drive-through or something, mm-hmm. and he's com- like completely <laughs> not even stubble, completely <laughs> bald, and it was like a big. Th- I don't know if I'm like making this up. I'm but looking I, it up. I swear he was bald and, and trying to hide it or something. Oh yeah, he looks bald here. Uh, oh wait, it says I lost a bet. He shaved his head here. Uh, uh. Oh, no, I can't tell here. Uh, Gene's raccoon wig is back. Because <laughs> that, that's a picture of him without. We don't, we don't film this so the people oh can't God. see. But that, look, that doesn't look like That doesn't look like no, him. It looks like a convict. Yeah, that, I think that's just like a con <laughs> picture. Convict picture. Um, all right. This. Oh, yeah, I found some other fun facts about this band. Because I, I knew that there was going to be a lot here. Yes. Um, but I like that uh, they apparently they're accused of lying and they're about how hard of rockers they were and stuff and uh, and their party lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, here we go. It says band members tell drastically different stories about their heavy partying days. What is the truth when it comes to Kiss and their hardcore rock and roll <laughs> lifestyle? One story that has multiple versions is what happened during a photo shoot for the Hotter Than Hell album for seventy from seventy four. Based on the pictures, it appeared to entail a full scale group sex session. Peter Chris and his autobiography uh, supports that notion. He says that he was drunk and Paul Stanley was reportedly lying half naked on a velvet bed, offering no resistance at all to the to the half a dozen girls and guys. Who were buzzing around him like bees drawn to honey. 
Others present in the photo shoot tell a different story. Lydia Chris, Peter's ex-wife, alleged there was no sex and that her former husband may have played fast and loose with the truth in his autobiography. The original Kiss drummer also wrote that Ace Freely might, might have gone down on him. <laughs> Something his ex-wife refutes as well. Um yeah, it's uh, it definitely doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I have, I feel like I definitely believe the wife here. <laughs> I believe the yeah. wife for hundred <laughs> percent. But I like that. I can't wait till the book comes out about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Tommy was laying there. <laughs> yeah, when Steve came over to do the kiss episode, <laughs> full on sex. Orgy. Yep, mm-hmm. the pictures will tell the difference. <laughs> That's why he was so quiet during the Patreon <laughs> plugging. <laughs> I still got my seven-inch tongue. <laughs> I'll be fine. I remember finding out when he didn't he lengthen his tongue, tongue or so that was a uh, big urban rumor? legend. Okay. Yeah, yeah, rumor. But apparently, it is all natural. <laughs> oh, and that's seven inches soft. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought the tongue stuff was so gross. I agree. <laughs> I hate it. it was a huge turnoff yeah. for me. Yeah. And there's that scene in Happy Gilmore where the grandma has oh, the yeah. tongue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh. But I, even then, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this was... The, the the makeup and stuff was a real turnoff for me, in even to the point where when I was listening to the music without the makeup, I was like, I kind of like this, like comparatively. Right. But um, should we get into some music? I feel like uh, we've yeah. we've been uh, really we've been cruising through some info here, but I think we got to hear some fucking tunes, man. <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, all right. So you gave us a playlist here, Six. You mentioned as we were starting that you might have some more that you'd like to, us to talk about. But uh, for now, we'll we'll at least hear these songs that you picked. And yes. uh, I, I'm going to, not to get ahead of myself, I think you did a great job here. Yes, I, I, I thought I, I did. I, I, was, I didn't realize some of these, that I, that I knew some of these. Right. Um, and I think I might have known like all of them without realizing it. Uh, so the first song that you gave us here is I Was Made for Loving You. Uh, let's hear some of I Was Made for Loving You. Got Glass cooking. 
That's just some classic, <laughs> classic music. Disco. Yep. <laughs> Disco. Now, apparently, uh, so in 1977, the Rolling Stones had a successful quasi-disco song with Miss You, and two mm-hmm. years later, it was Kiss's turn to cash in. Mm. According to the book Kiss Behind the Mask, Paul Stanley wrote this song along with hit ro- songwriter Desmond Child and producer Vinnie Poncia in an effort to prove how easy it was to write a disco song. Uh, <laughs> it was a big hit, selling over a million copies and becoming a concert favorite. Uh, so Desmond Child is an interesting, uh, an interesting person because, uh, this was, this apparently, this is the song that made it acceptable for rock bands to get help from professional songwriters. Mm. And it was also Desmond Child's first hit as a writer. Mm. Uh, and then he went on to become one of the most successful songwriters of, of all time. Uh, his hits include Livin' La Vida Loca, <laughs> uh, along with Inside Your Heaven and I Hate Myself for Loving You. Okay. Um, he also uh, he joined uh, forces with uh, Bon Jovi, and the very first day they got together, they wrote "You Give Love a Bad Name." Then a few wow. weeks later, they wrote "Living on a Prayer." Wow. The man is a, man is a savant. I mean, yeah. that's a that's that's a he's a hit maker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was the first song that he he co-wrote with uh with the band. Pretty crazy. Yeah, Pretty I, if crazy I remember stuff. correctly, people hated that they went disco for this song. Mm. Uh like r- rock fans were like, "This what are you doing? Like this is opposite of what you guys do, but it is one of their most popular. It's their top Spotify song." I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting considering the the first song you think of the, them is not the song. No, track and roll all night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But now knowing that they lie, they may have lied about how much sex they have. <laughs> when you listen to these songs, it kind of like sounds like people that are like, no, I know about sex. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> and it just sounds, it sounds like it's fun to, to make fun of kiss. Cause it's so like flashy and uh, they're a glam band and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So it just feels like they're uh, talking a big game yes. in almost every song that they have, <laughs> which I, I think is hilarious. <laughs> I heard this song for the first time in the least rock and roll way possible, which is as part of a medley in the Baz Luhrmann film, Moulin Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what song it was from, but I was, I was like, I like that. <laughs> and that's how Kiss fans want me to hear yeah, it. So, absolutely. No and I also way. thought the Moulin Rouge line was the actual line of the song, because he says, I was made for loving you, baby. You were made for loving me. And then uh, she says... The only way of loving me, baby, is to pay a lovely fee. Oh, Ooh, now, I thought wow. that was a cool line. Yeah, yeah. Cool but it's not line. in the song. <laughs> Put it in the song. Desmond no Child. And <laughs> the Kiss version. Kiss what about pay for it? <laughs> what about a, a, a super group called Desmond's Child? <laughs> you guys do the math. Um, speaking in a 2018 interview with OK Magazine, Gene Simmons said he hates performing this song. As he has to croon, do 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 high like a girl. He prefers to sing guy stuff. He is such a clown. <laughs> He's awful. I mean, I should have guessed from the makeup yeah. that he'd be a clown. Yeah. <laughs> there was like half a second while I was listening to music where I was like, maybe he's like a fun, cool guy. And then, of course not. Um, I did, I swear I didn't know how awful he was before this. I'm realizing how much of a Paul Stanley guy I am. 
Yeah. After hearing all this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul Stanley I, has a good quote about him too, where he I can't remember where I read this, but it was that uh, he he was like he claims that Gene Simmons takes credit for a lot of shit and does nothing, and yeah. he's like he goes, "I want to get him a mirror and a microphone so he can just watch himself talk all day." Yeah. <laughs> That's a good no. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to hear Gene's quotes on every song that's ever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to know whether each song is girl stuff or guy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's hear another song. Let's hear "Lick It Up." This is uh, this is from, I believe, the first album where they went uh, without makeup. Yes, yes so. I think so too. Here is some of "Lick It Up." <laughs> so- Some of lick it up. You guys get it. <laughs> Is there another part you want to hear from that? There's a part that we were just about to hit. Oh, I skipped it. It's okay. Just the fact that he says you don't have to wait for an invitation, where this is clearly about oral sex. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. You don't have to RSVP. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he wrote that while Ace was going down on Peter yep. Griffin. Oh, that's a good that's, that's a good point. Yeah, that could be. He <laughs> <laughs> was just laying in that, that those satin sheets. Uh, I get a real kick out of this one because it's very like a lot of songs like hide this like there's no mistaking no. what the song is about, no. and it's just so uh, I don't know. It's so macho to me. Uh-huh. Uh, and <laughs> like maybe, uh, maybe Gene was like, Look, if I'm gonna do that girly stuff and I was made for loving you, yep, we gotta talk about how we go down on women uh-huh. or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. It's just so, uh, it's like the guys, you know, the guys that are like, No, I, I, I have good game and they're awful and you're and you laugh at them at the bar. I feel like a lot of their songs are those guys, yep. And yep. that's my favorite part. <laughs> Tommy, oh, it's your ringtone. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, the song just started playing from Tommy's phone, which is now we're listening to it. The guy loves the song. Um, yeah, this is the song was released on the same day as the album uh, in '83. It was a big day in Kiss history since, for the first time, the band appeared without makeup or costumes. Uh, on the album cover, they look like t- four normal uh, rock band standard <laughs> yeah. guys in the standard live. They do not look normal. No. Uh, they also did promo appearances this day, generating a great deal of media attention that ramped up sales for the album. The content, uh, the common sentiment. Now we know why they need the makeup. Uh, uh, Damn. 
got wow. the asses. Written by Kiss mainstays Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. This song is about living in the moment and typical of Kiss. It's dripping with sexual innuendo. <laughs> oh, I, I hate really when they say innuendo never... for something that's not innuendo. That's just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a double entendre. <laughs> 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 um, oh, God. The way that Songfax writes this is gross. So Stanley sings it from the perspective of a guy trying to convince a girl that the time is right for some carnal pleasures oh my god <laughs> i love this one of the comments on here it says uh, this is lord x says as a kid hearing kiss for the first time this sounded like crap <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah that is a uh I, I will say that song does kind of rock. Um, it, <laughs> I will give it that. The lyrics I'm not, you know, super into, but no. it's definitely cool. The music's great. Uh, friend, of, mutual friend of ours, Jeff Sheen, would play this nonstop when I lived with him. Yeah, this feels repeat. like a Jeff Sheen. It's a very song. much a Jeff Sheen song. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's very. Uh, the lyrics make me a little uncomfortable. Like. <laughs> Now listening to them and yeah. thinking about them, but the music's great. <laughs> I'm looking up. I want to look up the lyrics here just so I have them all. The, you don't need to wait for an invitation. Right. Is really bothered me. Yeah, when yeah. I noticed it. <laughs> yep. Uh, you got to live mm. like you're on vacation. I I don't know. Yeah, just uh, don't wait until you get to know me. Don't wait until you know me better. Just be glad for the time together. <laughs> Life's such a treat, and it's time you taste it. Oh God! But even if one one <laughs> at one point he just breaks <laughs> like any sort of writing, and he's like, "Now nah, come on over here. Yeah, get <laughs> in here. take your pants off." <laughs> Those are the lion share of the lyrics that we just read. Besides, uh, besides, of course, lick it up, lick it up, oh and oh oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's only right now. Woo yeah! <laughs> All right. Um, before we move on <laughs> to the rest stuff. of these songs, yeah, we do have a segment to get to, um, which is where we hear from it's our friend. Steve Unmasked. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. Tell us about your trauma. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we go to our friend and foe of the podcast, resident uh, uh, hater, Jared Thompson, <laughs> the owner of the beautiful comedy attic in uh, beautiful Bloomington, Indiana. It's just so beautiful. Everything's like, beautiful. Wonderful. Uh, where you can see our friend and former guest of the show, Alyssa Lynn Paris. Yeah. Uh, she's going to be running her uh, hour that will be used for a special of some kind. Ooh, I want to give up to her. Go see it. Um <laughs> yeah, go see that at the Comedy Attic. It's really great, and uh, she's just she's just a delight. We and uh, you Alyssa. can hear her defending Kenny Chesney, I believe. That's right. On our podcast, I think uh, the last one recorded at the old yes, apartment. Yes, bare naked um, ladies, boys. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's hear what Jared thinks about the band Kiss. <laughs> What's up, y'all? This week's they went to Jared. The boys gonna have Stephen Rogers on defending Kiss. Uh, I mean, I don't like Kiss, but. <laughs> Certainly, there's bigger fish to fry out there. I think that, um, you know, Kiss's place in music reminds me of movies in that same time frame where it's like a film from like 1976, 77 that was fine, would be lost, but now 
would be thought of as great because there's so few good bands or movies these days. So I think that if they were a band now, especially with um, the theatrics, I mean, they are a band now, but you know what I mean? Like, I think that like, there's a lot to be said for showmanship um, and theatrics. And I think that they certainly have all that covered and they're very fun. And I mean, you know, it's not like, terrible sounding i mean you can just ignore it if you had to i don't think that they're worthy of like there's people who like that's all they like and that's that's crazy obviously because there's much better stuff out there but you know this is just they're annoying more than anything but not so bad that you can't listen to it um probably should have broken up a long time ago um i don't know if they've made any new music but certainly they made music well past when they should so anyway all right i'll talk to you guys later thanks all right wow uh that was softer than i thought he was gonna go on him so uh that's great yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. i uh, i have heard his other takes i i I was expecting kiss to be destroyed on that (laughs) i was expecting like why would anyone do this I think all of that. I I understood all. Obviously, I understood it. I agree with most of that. <laughs> like I, having seen them live, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So where did you see them? I want to get more into that. Yeah. I saw them in Bethel, Pennsylvania. Okay, uh, which I didn't know existed. I've never heard that before. I think they named, because of Beth. <laughs> I, I think they named no. towns after their songs just for their performance. Thank God I didn't go to Lick It Upville. Uh, uh, Love God Vania. Um, uh, but uh, is that like an arena or what? What size place they're playing now? It was an amphitheater. I've seen it in an, in an amphitheater. Just a regular outdoor theater. Okay. And then I've seen them in like a casino, I guess, arena. Okay. Yeah. Or whatever yeah. those giant, mm-hmm. I guess they're still theaters, but they come down. I've seen them come down on a platform oh, wow. playing. I've seen them. Uh, I mean, every show I've seen, Paul Stanley zip lines. Oh, my God. Into another part of the, in the middle of the, the audience. Wow! Oh, shit. Yeah, you know, like where all those concerts you see, like all all the guys on the board, and and they have that part like uh, fenced off. Uh huh. You just think it's a regular spot for where the sound people are going to be, and then all of a sudden, during I think it's during Love Gun, <laughs> uh, uh, he Paul will zipline to and then play from the middle of the of the that's audience. I think that's so cool that you can make the people in the back of the... It's kind of like... I mean, comedy, it's easier because it's a smaller room. But like, if you can make the people in the back be like, holy hell, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's so cool to me. A lot of fire. Sure. Uh-huh. You know, I, I think fire is... Uh, you, you're like, all right, cool. The first time you see fire, you're like, <laughs> wow. And then it's like, all right, that's a lot of fire. Yeah. <laughs> and Gene Simmons... Spits fire. Oh, wow. at one point, and one I've seen the video. At one point, he caught on fire yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Opening for Blue Oyster Cold, I believe he really? set himself on fire too. Yeah. Oh my god! Seems like he needs to fear the Reaper because <laughs> <laughs> he wears. He's all burning this for shit. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, Love that. There it is. Um, there it is. What are we talking? Can that be the quip you use of me? Uh, we don't. Make I haven't clips. brought anything. Who thinks now. we do clips? <laughs> I'm just saying, if there's one, make that the clip. This ain't sport cuts. 
<laughs> you want a damn clip? <laughs> oh, we're man. Do a snip of you. We, we circumcise. Can you give ass. me a number three? And uh, <laughs> what is uh, the average age at these fish shows you've been at? Uh, I haven't got a fist. Fish. Oh, kiss. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, uh, at kiss, it's I don't know. Probably it does range. I've seen okay. I've seen children. With you know, screaming, look it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love this song about candy. <laughs> um, it's about fun dip. <laughs> um, you know, it's obviously the age that the music came out is the my is the majority. Yes, yeah. and then I see a lot of father son duos. At the concerts I go to, mm-hmm. and I'm in, I'm like I've gone to Kiss every time with my dad, sure. so it's been that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, so it ranges. Nice. I wish I had a dad. Let's. Um, <laughs> let's. <laughs> Can we go back to how Gene sucks? <laughs> let's hear. Uh, you mentioned Love Gun, and uh, oh, yeah. I think we should. I think we should jump into it. So uh, here is here's some of Love Gun. All right. My favorite is because it's the most like uh, beta line in a a rock song about sex. Uh, Girl, I can make you feel okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How was that, baby? I feel okay. Even the opening, it's like no one's ever sounded less romantic saying I love you than him being like, I really love you, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yep. That, I think, is... Very identical to Lick It Up, where it's very clear, you know, like most music, they hide what they're doing. <laughs> yes. He's talking about his dick yes, uh, and calling it a gun, which is the most man <laughs> yeah. thing yeah. you can do in a rock song. <laughs> but I think the music is way better than Lick It Up in that one. Like the the guitar riff in that is I unbelievable. Like and that's where he he zip lines and like just plays Dun-dun. over there, and I'm like, this Dun-dun. is pretty yeah, amazing. That's cool. uh, <laughs> but the the just the lyrics are so funny. <laughs> Paul Paul Stanley apparently uh, had a ready answer in interviews when asked what it's about, and this is a quote. He said, "A love gun is the gun you're born with that never comes off." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Tell that to John Wayne Bobbitt. <laughs> there we go. There we go. 
man. <laughs> That's a reference Kiss fans will enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they lived through it. <laughs> <laughs> Read his book, uh, Disarmed. <laughs> uh, Sean Williams, uh, Scott's character in Role Models, uh, oh, yeah. has a scene where he uh, he's, he's court-ordered to join a Big Brothers program, uh, a like program, and gets a very difficult and rambunctious kid. He finally manages to bond with the kid by introducing him to Kiss, and when he plays this song, he tells him, Paul Stanley wrote it about his dick. Seriously, the song is called Love Gun, and it's about Paul Stanley's dick and how this girl is going to get some of his dick. <laughs> and somehow, he's right. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Um, what a great way to bond with a yeah. little boy. <laughs> Stanley's so proud of this song, too. It's very funny. He goes, uh, he was writing on a song on a flight to Japan, and... Uh, He's like, you know, most of the time you write songs that are great and you know they're great. I always thought Love Gun was a great song, and today I still think it's a tremendous song. <laughs> it's probably the song I enjoy performing the most. To me, Love Gun is quintessential kiss. <laughs> um, it's just so funny. Uh, the, song, the Spinal Tap song, Big Bottom, um, mm. parodies this song a little ah. bit. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, pretty good stuff here. Apparently, uh, Tommy Shaw's Sticks does a cover of this, which blows my mind because wow. this does not fit Sticks. At no, all. it doesn't. That's very funny. I cannot imagine that because I wonder if they sing it like really like <laughs> falsetto and shit. That seems crazy. <laughs> well, good for them. Gotta love gun. Gotta love gun. <laughs> <laughs> There's a piano solo. <laughs> All right, let's hear another song because uh, we are we are deep into this one. We gotta we gotta get to the uh, next song here. Crazy crazy nights is the next song here. I gotta tell you, this felt like a song from uh, I think you should leave. <laughs> All right, here's, here's crazy crazy nights. <laughs> found a fun i found a fun fact about this song i'm really glad because this was the deep cut yeah i was i i had fun listening to that to be totally honest it's yeah a, it's a good time but there are two different darts players who use this as their walk-up song <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> wes newton and jeff smith used this song is their walk <laughs> Amazing. 
Amazing. Man, that was a lucky find. <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. <laughs> a kiss deep cut. That is their audience for sure. <laughs> and that there's as you play two. professional darts. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I I like this cuz um if I I saw it on a documentary or something. The song is about how it's uh it's basically about the Kiss Army, which was the mm-hmm. name of is the name of their fans, which yes. is so so smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know what's funny is they didn't come up with that. A fan did. Oh. And then uh the guy was like doing everything out of his house, like doing the mailing list and shit like that, and then they just took it from him. Wow. <laughs> they oh. met with him and then their management was like, Actually, we're gonna do this and we're gonna make a fuckload of money oh, doing wow. it. Yeah. I wonder which member of KISS uh decided to take it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <laughs> let's take it from this loser. <laughs> um but it's like basically saying how it's not cool to listen to to us and how we're all weirdos and stuff. It's such a sm- it was so smart mm-hmm. as a as a way like yeah you know what it, it, we are okay to listen to this yeah. and mm-hmm. and it's so fun to make fun of, like it's such a silly weird song. But then I have one show where nobody gets my jokes and I'm like. Yeah, play this song. Yeah, these are crazy nights. Yeah, these are crazy nights. (laughs) Nobody gets me. (laughs) They should. If that's what it sounds like, it sounds like they wrote this after a hell gig. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, very relatable, but so, so weird of a song. Yep. Kiss did a corporate. (laughs) (laughs) They did a a dart league corporate. (laughs) And only two people left. Yeah, what were you say there, Tommy? I was just gonna say that's like the dart guy throws one, doesn't even hit the board. Yep. It's just like these crazy <laughs> nights. <laughs> crazy, crazy nights. <laughs> All right, let's hear "Shout It Out Loud." Uh, okay. Brave to rhyme 
take a stand with understand. (laughs) 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 Whoops. I will say, I think that's probably my favorite song on the playlist. That is my favorite song on the playlist. It's sonically the most pleasing. And it's like, I mean, just saying saying shout it out loud over and over again is a good time. Yeah. Um, And I think this is why I like rock is you listen to it. I actually have a bit about this, but like you listen to it and they're being rebellious and stuff. And then you're like, oh, I'm rebellious through listening to this. Mm -hmm. Like they make you feel cooler. Just by because they're like, oh, don't let them tell you that there's too much noise. Yeah. They're too old. They're old uh-huh. people. You're cool. And You're like, cool. And immigrants should learn English. <laughs> <laughs> We're not afraid to be weird. <laughs> Just go out there and throw your darts. If you're depressed, you should kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take your small business. <laughs> You know, the cool guys. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the best <laughs> one on the playlist for me. And it's underrated, obviously, compared mm-hmm. to uh, the last one. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, uh, I, I really, uh, I, that's my favorite one, I think. I love that song. Yeah, that is uh, very, very fun. Uh, before forming Kiss, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons had a band called Wicked Lester that included <laughs> that a Holly song called I Want to Shout in their set. Uh, the chorus goes, we want to shout it out loud, but we can't let people know. And this was uh, them putting that uh, you know, in this song. Pretty, mm. pretty fun stuff. Uh, all right. We got one more song here, and you people are gonna know it. You're about to you're about to lose your fucking mind. This is the song you've been waiting for, <laughs> people. Rock and roll all night. That's what you were waiting for, people, and you got it. You got your little, you got your little candy, <laughs> your, your vegetables. Um, uh, famous sobriety anthem. Yes. 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 <laughs> Knowing about that made me a little bit like, oh, this piece of shit. Yeah. Just yell sober every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> sober. Yeah. <laughs> they shoot confetti at this song, mm. and uh, it's like. It's cool, mm-hmm. uh, but then you then the confetti comes down and you look at it and on each piece of paper it says learn English. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I think there should be a sober an- version of this. It's like I want to drink Lacroix oh, yeah. <laughs> and get to bed on time. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. Uh, this <laughs> was featured in the 1993 movie Days and Confused. It also appeared in these films. There's five of them. You want to try to guess at any of them? Wow. Um, yes, any of them. Any of the five, because there's no way you'll get all of them. This yeah, is yeah. a tough one. I don't know yeah. if I'll get any. So I'll give you a hint. Please. One of them was named earlier in this very podcast. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Was <laughs> 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 it Moulin Rouge? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, That's the, the only movie I remember referencing. <laughs> the end is... Oh, man. I don't know. Give me, give me some All right, years. I'll give you. I'll give you. Two thousand eight is the year of the movie that I uh, that I, that earlier was referenced that I'm talking about. Uh, was it a comedy? Yes. Oh, it's a role model. That's yeah. one. Oh, duh. Yeah, that's yeah. one. Uh, the other one, I believe, uh, 2016 Will Ferrell vehicle. Um, 2016. I want to say uh, it also features. Uh, Famous Boston actor. Oh, so it's uh, Daddy's Home. No, no, no. Daddy's Home 2? No, no, no. Uh, Not Get Hard. No, no, no. I, am the I other guys? About? Oh, you know what? I'm fucking up. I was thinking it was called Other Guys, but it's not. Or I was thinking, I thought Other Guys was a different movie than it is. This is uh, a movie with Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe. Stand-up guys. Oh, the nice, nice guys. guys. Nice guys. I Which I, I love that. that movie. I like that That's movie, a good movie too. I totally That's forgot That's a Shane about Black movie. movie, and I saw it twice in theaters because I enjoyed it so much. It's well, very you good. Think you yeah. would have fucking remembered that Kisses <laughs> was, was in the film. Well, I had um, my headphones in the whole time. <laughs> I just thought I, they looked cool. I like the eye candy. <laughs> I just wanted to see those beautiful men. Oh, y'all listen to movies? <laughs> I just stay watching different. them. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that uh, that was the playlist of course and uh that's the only one i picked that has gene simmons doing the lead vocals I'm, oh I'm look at that that's a fun little factoid people at home were like when are you guys gonna mention that this is the first song <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just that was me yeah. just saying i'm not a gene simmons apologist <laughs> <laughs> fair, enough, fair enough fair enough um yeah let's uh <laughs> Wait, hold on a second here. Uh, as Gene Simmons made clear uh, in his uh, Song Facts interview, drugs and alcohol are not part of his Kiss rock and roll lifestyle. They may party every day, but they do it substance-free. Oh, for <laughs> God's sake. Uh, Paul Stanley concurs. He told 77 WABC Radio's Bernie and Sid in the Morning that rather than uh, rather than being about uh, getting high, stoned, and or drunk, rock and roll all night is a song of celebration. It was like... I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. I want to have a great time and make the most of my life, he explained. And that's really what both my point of view and Kiss's point of view has always been, to celebrate life and make the most of life. Because as far as I know, we don't get a second chance. This is our bite of the apple, so make the most out of it. Oh, boy. That sucks. (laughs) That really sucks. But to be clear, that other song is about my dick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like to sing about my rod and uh, and sobriety. (laughs) That's uh, that's very funny. Um, All right. Well, that is the playlist. That brings us to our next segment, Mm -hmm. which is where we go to the peanut gallery, the people who listen to this show, and they had a lot of thoughts. First of all, uh, we went to the Patreon, uh, where if you are on there, you get your, your comments guaranteed to be read as long as they don't, uh, they're not offensive or whatever. 
this one I feel bad about the beginning of, but uh, James Bunt Rock says, how did you guys book Captain America? I apologize, nah, Steve. That's yep. all right. Uh, seriously, though, Kiss is one of my dad's favorite bands. Could never get into the anthem glam rock thing myself, but I do love the movie Detroit Rock City. All right, well, there you go. I apologize because I still get Tom Brady shit all the yeah, time. Yeah. And everybody thinks they're being original when they do it. But I you know. know what, James? You paid your $3, so you <laughs> get to make that joke. So much that you, you have the bit, and I had to write the bit uh-huh. just to get in front of yeah in yeah front of it. yep um i think you should change your name to steve Takar. <laughs> it's, it's, it's working for me <laughs> all right james rosenthal says ace freely lived across the street from my buddy in chappaqua his dad hated ace's guts because he never cleaned up his yard oh, the boy. rock and roll lifestyle was just too much for him i guess damn well he sounds like a drunk and a loser to me <laughs> <laughs> Ron Trimbath says uh, Kiss is one of those bands much like the band Guar who don't get the credit they deserve for their actual artistic talent mm-hmm. the focus is always on the shtick of their act but their music is actually very solid also I am excited to hear from Steve I always hear about the hog on that, uh. on that guy from, from Joe List on his podcast also but less importantly he is very funny my love gun <laughs> I wasn't going to bring up your love gun but <laughs> 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 Joe, is, oh, Joe List is always talking about that big old Oh, yeah, I actually uh, zip line on my love gun. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, Larry G. Huffman says, I have friends who dress up with full makeup and they get mm-hmm. paid two grand a gig. I don't I don't get it, but I'll still give it a 4.5 out of 6. Wow. Oh, you're rating it without even hearing it. <laughs> uh, Adam Shellhammer says, I tried to get into them when they had uh, their minor 90s revival, but not much of it stuck with me long term. Detroit Rock City is a good tune, though. I thought God gave rock and roll to you, uh, too, from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. was a fun anthem, but even as a nine-year-old, I knew it was corny AF. That is a very, very corny song. (laughs) It's so corny. Uh, Nick Clerkin says, Kiss rules and made boatloads of money for a reason. Nothing wrong with simple, catchy, rocking tunes for the hardworking people of the Midwest to get down to. Sure, yeah. I ain't got no problem with that. Uh, Brandon Thompson says, I don't want to live in a world without kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They're ridiculous, but there's a lot of transcendent moments that come out of the corny shit we love. Plus, mm-hmm. they put their blood in the ink for their comic book. Pretty fucking sweet. If you hate well, kiss, you hate fun. I read that, and I feel like there's no way that's fucking true. Because... Oh. So supposedly for their comic book, which I'm sh- I'm sure there's multiple copies. Maybe it was just for the first, the first edition. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe that would be it. I they, yeah, they read... supposedly had put their blood mixed with the ink. That I didn't know, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if I I'm sure they did it, so they said that they they could say that they did, but it's got to be either first that yeah, it's got to be just. The I first actually one. drained uh, the book, the comic book, <laughs> and put some of it into my bloodstream so that i could <laughs> i could uh also uh have kisses blood the, the I, ink of course did make me very sick and uh <laughs> that's why we took some weeks off of the podcast i was very you were Ill. playing a real squid game with that <laughs> <laughs> uh ajb says i don't know why but i used to think that kiss was this hard rock band but they're very theatrical the logo is very edgy and the heavy uh makeup and costume look like they'd be in 
intimidating, but at the end of the day, the music feels like musical theater for the guy who might not want to see West Side Story or classic rock for the mm-hmm. girl who loves musical theater because anything else would be too off-brand. Perfect. Yep. Perfect description. Uh, I Love think that. that's part of what I like. It's like, oh, this is a musical, but it's a, it's a rock. It's very, it, yeah, I think that's a great description. Yeah. Yeah, well Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Well done. Uh, all right. Do we get anything on the Twitter? We got a lot of tweets. A lot of people chimed in yeah. on Kiss. Chizzo Farizzo said Gene has proven to be insufferable time and time again. Oh, yeah. See his fresh air interview with Terry Gross. We'll have to check oh, that shit. out. Oh. Uh, I was ready to write them off completely until I found out uh, that was them covering God Save Rock and Roll at the end of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Their mm-hmm. disco song, which we covered, is oh, All yes. Right. Uh, Austin Typro Negative said the music is okay, but they make one hell of a toilet seat, and he's got a picture of a kiss toilet yeah. seat. <laughs> he said, I really wish they would have made it say piss on it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's man. great. Missed opportunity. Uh, Mike Carrazzo, who you heard on our theme song, yes. said uh, you can make a killer playlist by them, but still realize that 95% of their outfit was absolute garbage. Yep. Mm. Uh, Steve Winchell, a friend of the show, said they're the hottest band in the land. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to try, I'll give this a quick try. Brian Breslau sent us a clip uh, about Ace Frehley's Hilarious. Started this video at eight. So I just want to, we'll give it a, we'll give it a second. We probably won't be able to appreciate it as much, but I figure worth the, worth the try. Yeah. Okay. So here's a clip on the Tom Snyder show. Okay. First of all, this. This guy, that is true. Looks like this is, you know, it's not your regular 398 Tarmacan special. That's right, those are 798 Hardys. Tell me about your outfits. I mean, do you, did you design your own outfits, all of you? And, yeah. and w- tell me what each outfit means. And I'll start with you, Ace. Well, that means a cucumber. I think this outfit is self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, this is part of a, a, a kind of a V-shape. This is. So th- I'm realizing now this is something you should watch the video for. <laughs> you can picture he's wearing a crazy outfit. Yep. Um, okay, a few more. Uh, Willie Griswold said, I love them as a kid. Not proud that Gene, Sim- that Gene Simmons' memoir was the first book I read cover to cover. <laughs> wow. Uh, love Gun, Detroit Rock City, Dr. Love, All Rule, and Beth yeah. is a great ballad. Uh, not Kiss, but New York Groove also rules. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Steinberg said, Who doggy that episode? I'm gonna lick it up. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> and then he said, uh, Kiss kind of suck, but they have some bangers. I an apology like their shitty disco song, which mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people talking about it. Yeah. And then the last one was uh, Payden, uh, who said, Their hits are fun for what they are, but if anyone told me they listened to full Kiss albums, I'd call the cops and tell them whatever lies were necessary to put them in jail. <laughs> Deviants like that have no place in our communities. <laughs> Fun tweets today. Great stuff. Great um, responses. We got so many on the Facebook. I'm not going to be able to read all of them. If you want your comments guaranteed to be read, get on that Patreon. But there's so many on this one, and there were some really good ones. So I, I definitely got definitely to read some here. Um, first off, a uh, friend of the show, Tony Zaret, uh, comes in by saying, here's my, ki- my hot kiss take. Uh, in their classic era, the musical skill is on the level of a garage band. But if you think of their 70s music as an extension of the New York Dolls slash Ramones NYC proto-punk back-to-basics rock and roll mixed with kooky stage costumes, 
it is actually kind of cool, and you could see why they they might have appealed to more adult audiences when they first came out. Mm. Then when the 80s came around, they hired lots of studio musicians and professional songwriters and did, did a good job of keeping up with the hair metal era, and that period of their music is enjoyable if you can get yourself into the teenage boy mindset of the genre. Mm. Very cool. It's always weird to hear Tony B. Ernest. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the most ironic man in the world. Yeah. Uh, our friend Che Navarro-Hook, who came to see us at the old uh, yeah. Comedy Attic, says... Uh, my first concert at age eight, they opened for Aerosmith. My mom had me turn around when Gene Simmons did his bloody tongue thing. <laughs> little, I forgot about the bloody little, tongue. Little did she know there was a couple having sex behind us. <laughs> so that was the last day of my childhood anyway. Incredible. What a story. That is great. That is so fucking funny. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Oh man! Uh, the same the same band that inspired two dart players <laughs> <laughs> also had people having sex during oh their concerts. Uh, Connor McGrath says, "Best worst band." Paul Stanley is a genius who is overshadowed by the fact that every non fan assumes that uh, neocon doofus Gene Simmons is the front man. Agreed. Weirdly, my favorite era is their power pop disco era, Dynasty and Unmasked, that most of the band and their hardcore fans hate. Um. Yeah. Somebody points. Gary Greenblatt brings up the uh, Kiss uh, Blood comic thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. All right. Uh, James Beck says this is the first band I've had an opinion on since I've been a part of the Facebook group, and it's pretty mundane. Their music resonated with me for approximately seven minutes, but then I was like, nah. And Gene Simmons seems like a douche. <laughs> All right. The the one I was uh, I was trying to get to here is uh, well. Also, Nathan Gibson says uh, unasked for fact. Kiss had their own pro themed wrestler uh, played by Dale Tolborg and WCW. In his contract, he was supposed to have one pay per view main event. So on pay per view, he was the fourth match of an 11 match show and they just labeled it as a special main event uh he would retire and work as a strength uh baseball strength trainer coach uh <laughs> including world series winners uh 2003 marlins and 2005 white Sox. that wow. is a fun fact um all right we got to find mitchell's comment here mitchell potts left i think maybe the best uh comment in stand by your band history oh whoa, whoa. That might have been an over. <laughs> I, I might have oversold it, but it made me laugh. Uh, he said, when I worked... <laughs> you also have to know Mitchell, too, his voice for this. But he says, when I worked on a garbage truck, oh, Beth, yeah. <laughs> Beth yeah. came on the radio, and the driver pulled the garbage truck over and cried for the duration of the song. <laughs> <laughs> After the song ended, he said, I'm sorry, I just needed that. <laughs> and then we just continued to collect garbage. <laughs> That's my favorite memory involving kids. <laughs> Uh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. I love it. All right. Uh, that was, uh, that, that's been the show. Minus, we got one more segment here. We had to rate this playlist. But before we do, Steve, give us your final thoughts on Kiss. Uh, I, I think uh, Kiss is, is like a guilty pleasure for a lot of people, but they're, they do have talent. Uh, they are really fun to watch. And, uh, it's Paul Stanley is is underrated, and uh, Gene is increasingly awful. Uh, <laughs> but I think th- I think they're a good band. I think you can. I I agree. You you can find something in, in probably every album, but a, a whole album might might not be for everybody. All right. All right. <sighs> so this is an interesting one because I don't dislike any of the songs we heard today. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I never listened to Kiss. Like I used to listen to classic rock in like high school, and I had that phase, and I still go back to some of it. I never really go back to Kiss, but I I don't hate Kiss at all. I think Gene is a shitty guy. <laughs> yeah. But like when I hear a Kiss song, I never I'm like this sucks. You know, right. I was like, yeah, it's pretty good yeah. classic rock. Yeah, it's just like yeah. very down the middle. So I feel like I'm gonna give it a down the middle score. Um, I'm gonna give it a three point five out of six. Oh wow! Okay, um, just because I never seek it out, but I don't yeah. hate it. I'm just like, oh yeah, guess pretty good. <laughs> that's that's like right on the money of where oh, I was really? looking at. Yeah. Not quite. I was a little bit higher because I lyrically I don't love a lot of it, uh, but I, it sounds cool. Yeah, I had a good time listening to it today, and I was gonna go three point seven five out ah. of six. Because uh, yeah, I would not. I would. I would never be like, you got to shut this shit off. You know, I, I, all of it was like. Listenable. I really liked Shout It Out Loud. Yes. I mean, Rock and Roll Night is an all-time anthem. I Was Made for Loving You was uh, was fine. And uh, Love Gun and Lick It Up, the music, I don't. I think is fun. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I like Crazy Crazy Nights. And I, now I got to go. It's my, my two favorite darts players. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with a 3.75 out of 6. It's definitely, you know, there's definitely worse music to hear. And yes. I, uh, I, I think you did a good job with this playlist. Thank you. And you get to rate it out of 6 as well, Steve. Oh, man. Uh, I'll, I'll give them... Because I've seen them live, mm-hmm. I, I'll give them uh, I'll give them a four point five. Oh, yeah. All right, all right, that's yeah. pretty low for your own playlist. Well, but. I mean, like uh, I've learned, I, I learned so that. much about how awful Gene is. <laughs> no, that doesn't have to play a factor. Uh, okay. If it does, I'd give them probably a six. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, four point five to five. I can't give. Love it. It's hard to give anybody a six. Yeah, uh, sure. So I, I I like four point five, you know. Well put. They were a good phase in, in yes. my life. According to Joe List, you've been giving people an eight. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, All right. So, uh, <laughs> Steve, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, what, do you have yeah. any plugs you'd like to to give us? I know you're doing Caroline's Comedy Club. Yes, Woo! I'm headlining Caroline's on uh, December fourteenth. Uh, please come for the love of God. Uh, you can get. Uh, cheaper tickets using the promo co- code uh, Steven, uh, which is S T E V E N. Yes. And then I have an album coming out uh, early next oh, year hell yeah. uh, called uh, Before He Was Super. Uh, so please uh, keep an eye out for that. And it's going to be on YouTube as well. So please subscribe to my YouTube. And I also have a podcast, Panic Attacking. That's really hell fun. Yeah. All right. Thank Amazing. you. Uh, Tommy, what you got? Uh, we are one week out from my Christmas show. It'll be December yes. 8th at 7.30 at Union Hall. I'm so excited for it. Putting some finishing touches on what's going to happen, and I think it will be a great time. So check that out. Uh, tickets are moving fast, I hope. <laughs> uh, I will be in... I, I have a bunch of road dates coming up in the in the new year, but uh, I'll be coming to Austin and St. Louis and uh, Indy. Uh, I'll be I'll be in Indy December twenty third as well for the holiday show. Tim McLaughlin and uh, Michael Fox and a bunch of the indie oh, people who show. have left and come back are going to be on that too. It'll be really fun. Uh, that's a White Rabbit Cabaret, but I will be in Chicago headlining the Lincoln Lodge. Uh, nice. That will be uh, January twenty second. Jenna Gephardt's opening. It's going to be a great time. Um. Yeah, and get on the Patreon. Oh, and I'll be on. Uh, are Are you garbage? Uh, tomorrow, and uh, I was on Edge Lords this week. So check out those pods. They're They're all yeah. good boys. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, I think that does it. Thanks again, Steve. Check Thanks out for Steve's having shit. me, guys. Uh, all right, we will see you guys next week. 
Thanks for listening. Keep it crispy. Bye. <laughs>